welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Los Angeles Brooke Roberts. And we are Reality Blows. A show about our lives and literally nothing else. Literally nothing else. The hook is us, folks. The hook is us. How are you feeling on this fine Monday morning? Ooh, it's sunny. It's bright in LA, babe. Hope you're having a good day wherever you are. Now, someone pointed out to me the other day, Nick, that our our podcast name, we don't actually have to change our podcast name because it still works if the show is just about our lives. Yeah, I think I've said that to you a few times over the past years of doing this show, like reality blows and blah, blah, blah. And and I'm like, I hate it. And you're like, well, we should probably change it because the show name blows. But at, at this point, I, I've i disassociated from from the name of the show. Pretty Guys, hard. remember when we used to talk about renaming the show all the time on the podcast? Did we talk about that on pod? Yeah, there was like, I feel like maybe like a year ago, there was like a month and a half long period where we were like, we're revamping. Get ready for changes. Get ready for all those changes. Probably going to be the Nick and Ash show. <laughs> the Nick and Ash show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think about it. I still think about it. I mean, your major problem with this name is that it's negative. I just don't like things that are negatively named. Right. Yeah. Like when comedy shows are called like, we're bad at comedy or like no jokes allowed. It's like, well, what are we, what, what's, what's happening? I mean, I, that, you know, it's like, it's, you're putting it out there. You're putting negativity out there. So yeah. it's like you reap negativity, right? Is that what it kind of feels Absolutely, like? Absolutely, babe. I'm so affected by negativity, negative attitudes, negative words. So just the, listen, we're changing it. When you put this up, I want you to put it as the Nick and Ash show. Seriously. And then they're going to listen to this. They're going to know why it changed. Do it tonight. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking dead in your eyes. I'm you telling can't... you, I love you. And I want this to be the Nick and Ash show in the morning. I don't think that that you can just do that on uh, iTunes or whatever it is like or you know I just think that it there's I've registered this as the name and like that's the you told me you researched it and you could do it that was like a year ago so unless I'd have have I have to research it again I really don't know how to do it and I'll tell you what I don't want to be doing on a Sunday night spoiler alert it's a Sunday night here gosh how fun would it be though if they they open up their app tomorrow and they're like the Nick and Ash show then they start listening to it and they discover how it happened. You need artwork <laughs> to go along with it. Nah, it'll just be the same one with our faces. Yeah, but it says Reality Blows podcast on the artwork. I'll write over it. I'll, I'll, whip, <laughs> I'll whip us up some artwork tonight. I'll do the artwork. Uh, I mean, we can all make artwork tonight. What the hell? <laughs> it's not about that we can't do it. It's just that I don't want to do this tonight. I just want to put out a normal re- episode of Reality Blows. <laughs> Sorry, babe. You signed up for it. No, I don't want to alter reality <laughs> and change my fate. Speaking of altered reality, did you get the fessy pic I sent to you earlier today? I noticed you didn't respond to it. I didn't get a fessy pic. You may have sent it to somebody else. No, I sent it to you and I said, this is us. And it's Fessy and the uh, that old guy from uh, season 19, I think. Oh, I didn't see this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin from uh, from uh, Big Brother 19. Yeah, yeah, he was either like in fashion. Oh, no, he was a hairdresser. Yeah, but he was like a wise guy. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, this is us. I'm, being, I'm the old. You're Fessy. Fessy Fitness with BB Kevin. Uh, I hope I'm as strong as you are in 30 years, says Fessy about BB Kevin. Um, 
Now, why are you looking at Fessy uh, and Kevin on, on Instagram? I follow Fessy on Insta. I'm a big Fessy fan. I know people hate that. I know those emails are going to come rolling in. People are going to be pissed. How can you like Fessy? Messy Fessy. Fessy's fun, y'all. He hooks up with people. He makes big moves. Like, I love Nelson first and foremost, more than Fessy. So I was very upset with Fe- when, with Fessy last season. You guys all know we're talking about the challenge, right? But Fessy's, he adds to the show in the same way that Josh Oh, we get to crying. watch All-Stars tonight. We got a lot to do yeah, tonight, babe. Yeah, we haven't watched All-Stars yet, so you're not going to hear anything about that. So Interesting us, last night we hung out with a couple of friends. And uh, by the way, we're loving LA. Just a little quick aside. Having lots of social. I've never been such a couple with you before. Like, I feel like L.A. is a couple's town, and, yet, and I didn't realize that. And yet, Friday night, you went out to a show with, with some of your gal pals and some friends. And uh, today, I went to a goddamn professional football game with my friend. Uh, yeah, we, we, we work, we're a couple who work in tandem, but we can also do things separately. Oh, my God, Nick. Thank you for reminding me about Friday night. Listen, I'll tell you guys... We have a lot to report. We, we have so much. I'm literally, I'm curling my toes and releasing them out I mean, of anxiety. we went to Disneyland again. What the fuck? <laughs> a lot's happening over here. And by the time you listen to this, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow or something. I want to talk about my instinct. The th- first thing I was going to bring up was last night and talking about hanging out with a couple and trying to convince them to watch Survivor. But we're going to put that on the back burner. And I need you to remind me of this because what I really want to talk about first and foremost is Friday night. Okay. Do you know what I'm about to reference? I hope you haven't already forgotten the most amazing thing that's happened to me in Los Angeles. Well, we know that you woke up on Saturday morning pretty hungover, so you must have seen E-Money at a ball. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So I went out with my gals. I went out with a bunch of gals Friday night, had a great time. Really one of the best nights I've had in so long. I was like, pandemic who? I mean, we were all Fascinating. vaccinated. The... The time that you've had the best time is the one time that you and I were not together. I had to get away. All right, continue. Babe, you know what? It made me appreciate you more. You're my favorite person. Don't even act like that. Oh, that's very sweet. You know I love you so much. Man, that beer is turning your life around. (laughs) Before we started the pod, I was like, I'm going to have a beer. We have so much beer in our fridge from Nick's dad, who, thank you very much, Steve, sent us beer for Nick's birthday. So it is kind of like the cure-all for the the mood. Guys, if you're ever in a mood, I can't suggest (laughs) enough to drink a lot of beer. No, just one beer one beer i'll tell you i'm drinking a goddamn bubbly like a pro can you hear a bubble okay so this is what happened friday night i go out with my gals we go to a show first and foremost flow from progressive was on the show it, it was, was a night of stars <laughs> it was flow and then a person from a reality show that's no longer on the air on mtv so Flo was doing improv. She was so Flo good. Flo from the progressive commercials, you said, right? Yeah, Flo from pro- mm-hmm. progressive commercials. She was so good. She was so funny. And in fact, the whole, imp- it was an improv show, but there was like an interview element in the middle where um, our friend Jackie Zabrowski got interviewed about her relationship. And then they did like a musical improv based on the interview. So it was fun to see Jackie. Um, it was just a really great show. And it, there was only like 30 people there. It was a small room. 
and Flo from Progressive performed for like 30 minutes, did improv, was so talented. You know what? She was like a, you, you know that like fun sort of relief you feel when you see a seasoned improv vet on stage and you're like, oh, I can just relax and enjoy this. I'm in good hands. Exactly. That's how I felt with Flo. So then afterwards, we all go to a bar. There's like five of us. We're hanging out. We're drinking. We're, we're talking about true crime pods. We're talking about child marriage. You know, we're having the best time. And this guy walks up to our table and he compliments our friend's sweatshirt. He's like, hey, uh, sorry, but like, that's a really cool sweatshirt. And I turn back to look at him. And who am I looking at? E freaking money. The reality star slash rapper slash YouTube star. Can we count YouTube? Because he was part of the, the series, the Party House series. Was that the name of the series? Uh, No. <laughs> What was it? We'd spent uh, about six months of our lives obsessed with it. Starting over? No. St- something. There was a... Okay, you guys know Are You The One? You've watched it. You love it. There was a cast Are from you Are You The One? Season four. Was I it season four? I think it was four? season six, season maybe. Because season five was Tori or season four was Tori. Who knows? But you guys remember the white rapper E-Money. He, no, no girls liked him. You know, it's interesting because from that season, there was... Do you remember Tyler who like played uh, music? Another nerd, yes, on that Do you show. know that he's like selling out like amphitheaters because of TikTok? No. Like he put all of his music on TikTok and like has become a huge star. Almost every viral song is like from him now. It's so bizarre. But he was E-Money's best friend on the show. And um, yeah... The really the interesting part about that season, let's say it was season five, the infamous season. I don't remember. Who cares? Who cares? Do you guys remember? Are you the one? A great show (laughs) that MTV canceled, where you got to watch drunk people do math. It's my favorite. Um, So from that season, after it ended, some of them had this like idea of starting their own reality show, where they would like Airbnb a house for a weekend and then film it and uh, put it up on YouTube. And Nick and I got heavily invested in it, mainly because at some point, a hard drive was like stolen with footage on it. And like, we started, there started being these updates being like, hey guys, yeah, we're like really trying to get you that footage, but like. It was like (laughs) a hard drive was like corrupted. And they went to like a person to like fix the hard drive and that person like bamboozled them or something who was like making music videos for them. Yeah. There there is some like real deep sort of reality drama happening where it's like they ate their way to the other side to the point where it's just like, oh, this is now not. This is so real that it's actually not uh, fun to watch at all. It's like people complaining about how like they're losing, <laughs> they're losing footage on their laptop. And yes, Chelsko was involved. Okay, so that was a very particular time in Nick and I's life where we got too invested in these people. Did you hear that? Yeah, but did you hear? Uh, you heard about Chelsko and Tori, right? <laughs> what? Oh, what? <laughs> uh, did they hook up? I heard Chelsko and Tori hooked up. <laughs> You know what would be fun? I can't believe... Nobody knows what we're talking about. Nobody (laughs) knows what we're talking about, Ash. I just had the realization that we're 11 minutes into this podcast and no one has been able to grasp onto one thing that we're talking about. We're like, you know, Flo, right? Well, anyway, E-Money was there and then Chelsko and then there was the YouTube star and we're like looking at each other. I'm looking at Ash. Her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. She has had like two sips of a stout. 
no one knows what we're talking about anymore. We've we're fucking we've lost the narrative. What if the challenge did an X's season and they brought Tori back to be Angela's ex? What are we talking about? <laughs> Who is Angela? Why? What is a Tori? Listen, I, I obviously I know what we're talking about, but let let's let's bring it back okay. to reality here. You so, saw. Let's let's get everybody on on. You're at a bar after a show in L.A. and a reality star that we spent like. Quite a bit of time talking about on this podcast from Are You The One. Look him up. Just Are You The One E-Money. And you'll go, oh, yeah, that guy with the backwards hat. Okay, he was kind of funny. My jaw dropped. There I was, what was face the, to face. What was the sweatshirt like that he complimented? It was our friend. We have a friend here named Jim Van Blaircom, And he had a bar slash restaurant called Bernadette's. And they made um, sort of, they made like shirts with kind of a, uh, a ripoff Bart Simpson, you know, like a Bart Simpson that's clearly bad, which I love. I love that. I love a secondhand Bart Simpson. They made sweatshirts for the spot with that, and he loved it. He was like, "That's a really cool sweatshirt." And Julie was like, "Oh, thanks. It's like it was my friend's place." And he was like, "Oh, cool, cool." And I just was staring at him like, "This is fucking e money." And then, if it had been me and you. I would have been like, E-Money, what is up? Let me buy you a drink. I have questions, my dude. But I was with I was with a couple of good friends and a couple <laughs> of people those, I did not know. What would those questions be? What happened with Alexis? <laughs> like what happened? I mean, they wouldn't it wouldn't be now Alexis oh, you got real serious. Alexis died, right? Yeah, sorry. That's what you would have done? <laughs> Another reality star that was on his season, like passed away and you would have said what happened with her i guess i would have asked thank like, god it wasn't just us i would have been like hey what's up e-money you want to do us a rap and then ashley would have been like come here what's going on with alexis and then everybody would have cried i guess i guess i would have saved that question for how later. about did you ever get the footage did the hard drive work out? i would have asked that i would have asked about his experience i would ask about how he feels about the show i would ask if he ever got a call for the challenge i would have had so many questions but i was at the table with a couple of people and and at this point in our conversation are you jealous of nelson yeah nelson's career his illustrious career you could have had it if you were more interesting but at this table i was with a couple of people who i had met for the first time and so i really couldn't do that did you alert them that like hey that guy who came over here is like famous in my world what i did is i went to the bathroom and I texted you immediately. And I said, what, Nick, what the fuck? E-Money is here. Like, what do I do? I'm freaking. And then you wrote back like, LOL, LOL, LOL. Talk to him. And I was like, I can't. I'm with people. It would be weird. I came back. I sat down at the table. They were literally talking about COVID deniers. And I was like, hey, guys, real quick. Um, that guy who came over here. He's freaking e-money. And they all just looked at me confused. And I was like, from a show called Are You, Are you the One? And they all looked at me confused. And I was like, it's a really big deal for me. And they were like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I was like, is he still here? I think I'm going to talk to him. And they were like, nah, he left. And I was like, okay, well, that's the end of that. Wow. They really just like let you hang, huh? No, they didn't. They supported me. I felt that's supported. That's even worse. I did feel supported because Jackie was also like, oh, yeah, I, I watch Are You The One? But she didn't know who E-Money was. Yeah. And I was like, you don't, I don't know if you really, like, you dabble in Are You The yeah, One. Yeah, did you do a podcast where you reported back on it <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> so that was my very exciting celebrity 
exciting. Very good. But you also got real drunk that night and then uh, you got hung over for yeah, the first time in Los Angeles. I did. How did it, feel? it was weird because, you know, we don't socially drink anymore because we've been we in just a, drink by ourselves. <laughs> we, well, we've in been the in bathroom. a pandemic and like I feel like if you and I have a beer or two, we have a beer or two. Yeah. Like being in a bar with people for hours is not something that's like in my wheelhouse anymore. And so I've kind of forgotten how to do it. So I had two beers and I had a wine and I was flying high. I'm a lightweight. Do you guys know that about me? Lightweight. Then you woke up and didn't feel well. I didn't. I was all hungover. What did I do yesterday? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean like in terms of not feeling well. Um, I think I laid around. You went and got us some pastries. That I got us sweet. some pastries. Well, you had a class that you were taking. I'm taking a short film class, how to write a short film. Yeah, and so you were in a class and I went to go get you pastries and I did. I got us some breakfast from the bakery next door and I gave you a little bit of pastries and you couldn't eat the lemon cake because it was too lemony and it was making you sick. It was a little, yeah, it was a little too sweet. My stomach was sour and I was like, I just need a biscuit see that is that is the importance of a biscuit that no one gets outside of the southeast which is that it absorbs all the sour stomach you can't have like a scone or a croissant the scone would do it no scone a scone is too salty and like too thick you just need a biscuit a is nice a, is a scone salty yes it's savory. That's for damn sure. Well, I got you a cherry scone. It was really sweet. And it also had sugar in it. And I was like, I can't really do sugar. What when did you're you hung over, what do you want? Uh I normally don't want anything. I'm so sick. Right. Like, you just want some basic ass toast, a biscuit, or like I love pancakes without syrup. That's another thing I like when I'm hungover. Oh, that sounds horrible. What? Pancakes without syrup? So good. Light what? and fluffy. No. Babe. Syrup makes the pancakes. Uh-uh. 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 Yes, huh? No, I disagree. Well, you put a little jam on the pancakes, give it a little taste, but don't like over-sweeten it. So nice. Hey, you're putting a little jam. Now you're adding flavor. So yeah, of course, I'll take a little jam on a pancake. I'll do it without syrup or without jam. Just a little butter. Ooh, delish. Folks, anytime I've ever seen this woman eat pancakes, drowned in syrup yeah because yeah. i'm not hung over i'm like enjoying the process <laughs> i'm like this is how pancakes are supposed to be um i do like butter on pancakes but then i, I never just eat butter on a pancake you have to put butter and then put syrup which i feel like is ridiculous right what we just need the syrup no you gotta have the butter it softens it up it gives it a little moisture the syrup gives it moisture. The syrup gives it stickiness, oh, babe. You're, you're just throwing, uh, you're, you're dragging syrup's name through the damn mud right now. I just would like to go to one restaurant and actually get maple syrup instead of this corn syrup I'm always being served. That's the, that is, that's my, uh, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Please do. I mean. Nick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I thought that's what you say after that. Um. Ashley's drinking a stout right now. It's it's the it's the it's the darkest beer known to man. Are you? I just don't enjoy those types of beers. I feel like this is a meal. It it that's what it does feel like to me. Yeah. Where it's like you can't really. Can you imagine drinking two in a row? I cannot. I've had about an inch of it, and I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> that's all Ashley needs is an inch of beer. I, I'm pretty full. I imagine I will not finish this by the time we're done. 
It's very thick, and it feels like it's kind of like there's chocolate involved. There's so much flavor involved in the stout that it just weirds me out a little bit. It, it almost feels like you're not drinking a beer, like it's something else. I remember when I first started like going out to bars, I would order Guinness because I thought that was like cool and what I was supposed to do. And I would never be able to get past the first one and be like, well, now I'm done. I just ate a steak is what it feels like. Yeah, it, it is a little bit like you're eating a steak. And I remember like being dumb in bars when I was a kid and, and uh, you know, four or five years old. No, um, as a, an, a as an adult kid, yeah. 21 years old and being like, oh, yeah, I'll get a Guinness. Yeah, and exactly. And just never doing it after that ever. Because like, first of all, you order a Guinness at these bars and the fucking bartender rolls their eyes, mm. number one. And number two, they're like, okay, cool. And then they fill, they have to fill it up halfway. Then they walk around and they do a bunch of other shit to other fucking uh, people, get a bunch of other drinks for other people. Because like you have to like fill it halfway. Then you have to like wait a little bit. And then you come back to it. You f- fill it up the rest of right, the way. Right, right. It's like a it's whole a fucking process. And then you look like a jackass. Right. When you're drinking because you're drinking a Guinness. People are like, what is that? And you're like, a Guinness. And then people are like, okay, well, I like beer. So I'm just going to get a beer. And it's like, no, this is a beer too. And it's like, nobody fucking drinks Guinness. Somebody put me on to black and tans early on. They were like, don't have the whole Guinness cut it with this other beer <laughs> yes which is like what is that even i forgot the other beer but it's like half guinness and half another beer but you know what when i started drinking so my family we really don't know where we're from like we don't have i have no sort of heritage that i can trace back to the old country but i do know there's some irish in there somewhere because my great great grandmother was a bryant and that she they knew they were irish so like i've held on to that and when I started drinking, I was like, I just drink Irish alcohol. So I would drink Guinness and then I would take shots of Jameson in a past life or I would sip on Jameson. And I remember in New York when I was like 23, I was working with this guy named Lars O'Reilly. His dad made the uh, a critically acclaimed documentary about the IRA. And one time we were at, he, we, we worked together and we were at an after work function and I ordered Jameson on ice and he looked at me and he goes, you never drink, you never drink Jameson in July. And then I stopped completely. He's like, not on the, not in the hot months. It's a, well, whiskey is a, is like a cold month. Yeah. Uh, liquor. It changed everything for me. But and also I, he's probably like, we don't drink this shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, the Irish people are like, what? Yeah. I'm going to drink Jameson. That stuff's disgusting. I mean, I did that too, though. I drank Jameson too. Well, I mostly drank it because I didn't know any other liquor. Like when right. I started going to bars, I started going to bars pretty early because I did comedy before I turned twenty-one, and so you end up having to be in bars. And I'm not gonna say I drank before I was twenty-one. I went to but bars early too because I had a fake ID and I was tall and cute. Yeah, I wasn't as tall, but uh, I was cute as hell. <laughs> those, <laughs> those bouncers let me right in. But no, I just didn't know what to drink. Like, you know, when you're at a bar for the first time, like, or, you know, your first hundred times, yeah. people are like, uh, the, 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 you know, bartender's like, all right, give me the spiel. Like, you know, hit yeah. me, with, hit and me you're with like, the terms. And you're dirty like, dirty martini? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what to say. And so, like, I quickly realized that first I didn't like Jack Daniels. That was like the other thing that, you know, idiots know is Jack Daniels. And I've had, I had it enough like in high school where I'm like, this is disgusting. Bourbon grosses me out straight up and down too sweet. Don't like it. But 
did have a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, Jameson whiskey. And I was like, okay, this is also disgustingly gross to like my non-drinking tongue. But it's it at least kind of, I understand it and I could get through it a little easier than like a weird bourbon. So I was like, okay, Jameson works for me. So then that was it. It was just like Jameson on the rocks. And I remember getting Jameson on the rocks, Jameson on the rocks. And then, uh, and like adult drinkers being like, you're just drinking glasses of whiskey and like being like <laughs> Jameson on the rocks. Like it just sounded like a thing that you get. And it's like, right. people don't realize it. it's like you get one of those. And it's like during like, as you were saying, the cold months and it's like, right. Ooh, sipping on a night. Yeah. But if you're going to sip on a whiskey, get a fucking good whiskey. You don't get like Jameson, but I would have like, you know, and I, this is going to sound bad, but I, you know, I'd have like four of those. What? Yeah. Babe. Like over the, you know, between eight and four in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, in New York, you end up having four. I'm like, yeah, I'm hammered. Like going, I'm like 20 years old, like riding the subway back to my shitty apartment in Brooklyn. But like not realizing that like, just learn another drink. And I remember I went and did a show with an older comedian at a college and I was at the bar with them and I must have been like 21, like pretty fresh. And they were like 25 or 26. And so they were in the game for a while. Oh, they yeah. They, they were they, a they, seasoned they were pros. So I was like, uh, we're at the bar before the show. And uh, he was like, he was the headliner. So he was going to buy me drinks. That's kind of like what a night, a good headliner will yeah. buy, you know, pick up the tab on the, on the. Maybe even dinner if you play your cards right. Right. So uh, he was like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I'll have a, you know, a Jameson on the rocks. He was like, let me tell me. And this guy was a, I'm going to leave his name out of there. But this guy was a drinker. Like he kind of knew his way around yeah. the bars for a while. And How so, old are you in this story? I'm 21. This guy's okay. probably like 26. Got it. Right. And I'm like, uh. I'm like, uh, I'll Jameson on the rocks. And he's like, let me give you a tip. Why don't you do uh, a Jameson and water? And on, he's like, because you'll you'll get drunk, but you'll last longer. Mm. And that was sort of the thing. Like, I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, you want more water involved in these. These mixers aren't just for flavor. It's also so you don't like pass out on the bar stool at like 930. Wow. And yeah. it's like, yo. And I was like, oh, what a nice career drinker. Like, yeah. Tip. Like, listen, if you want to stay in these bars till four o'clock and not and not embarrass yourself completely, get a Jameson and water or get a whiskey and water. And uh, that was really good. Uh, my our friend Neil. This is when I was like a little. Uh, I I got a little older. I just remembered uh, Neil was uh, who sometimes listens to this podcast. So maybe you didn't know this, but he told me once like. Uh, Get a single drink and a double glass. Tell he was a bartender, so he's like bartenders will understand what that means, and so or like a, a single and like a pint glass. Mm. And I was like, that sounds weird, and I don't want them to look. He's like, it's a thing that people do, so you don't have to look so weird when you order it at the bar. And I did, and he's like, uh, this is a this is what I like to do because then you get more like so I would get a uh, like you get a vodka soda. He's like, can I get a vodka soda, a single, and like a double glass? And they're like, boom. It's basically just double water, same amount of vodka. So then now you're getting more liquid and you're not acting like a fool at like 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. in, at weird bars in New York City. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, don't drink. I don't drink whiskey any longer. Speaking of friends who listen to the podcast, and since we're talking about whiskey, two people in my life have done whiskey very well. 
Um, my friend Fee, who would like, she will order a whiskey and then hold on to it for like three hours, just taking tiny little sips. And my dear now, friend. Now, would she have something else to drink? Like, is she drinking a beer as well? No, there's just like a water there. Like, so she's just, not getting drunk. Really. No, yeah. she's just kind of like, she's just taking the edge off throughout the night. And then my friend Sarah, dear friend Sarah, hey Sarah, she would keep like a bottle of Knob Creek in the freezer when we lived together, and she'd have like a little sip at night every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> and what out of the bottle? Yeah, she just have a little sip. And what what was that doing? Is that just like when she had a toothache? Or it something? would be like the cold nights. You know, the cold nights <laughs> in the so, winter. That's so quaint and old timey. Now that I'm thinking about it, she used to also order like a whiskey and then just sip on it as well. There's something to that. Just one whiskey. Sipping and, on a whiskey. Now, yeah. I also have, listen, uh, I'm not 21 any uh, any longer. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of these uh, drinkers come and go. There's the guy who orders a whiskey shot at, uh, with every beer. There's the other move. Absolutely deranged. <laughs> these people, I the the guys who are like, uh, I'll get a beer and a shot every fucking thing. Like, can deal. you imagine having a shot? I'm I haven't had a shot in so many years. I my, hate it. My I shot days are behind it. me. I remember I the last it. shot I took. Which I remember was it was in the creek in the cave. It was a tequila shot at 2 a.m. And a couple of people there, you know you know who they are. They were talking me into it. And I, I went for it. I did. I took the shot and I regretted it the entire next day. I think that uh, that was also a day where you had to go out and get me pastries again, actually. Yeah, it's, it's bad news. I, I actually don't really recall. I kind of feel like it was sort of recently... Oh, you know what? When we went to Seaside Heights, I brought a bo- I brought a bottle of tequila and and uh, mo and like uh, a couple of us took a shot of tequila like right when I opened it, like right when we got there. But it was like I hadn't had any uh, alcohol at all, and it was a little shot of the Terra Nova tequila, by the way, the Rocks tequila. Oh it's yeah, fa- fantastic tequila, folks. Big I recommendation. sat that out. I sat that tequila shot out. Yeah. One time I went to a wedding. I like how this podcast has just turned into alcohol. We got to talk about something. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, 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 we could talk about uh, e-money more if you want. One time I went to an incredibly expensive wedding. It was like, will I ever go to a wedding like this again? It was at a location on a mountaintop that I have seen in movies. It's like a place you can rent out. And it was an incredibly expensive location. Everyone was so cool there. And there was a, a friend there, and she kept ordering from the bar. She would order a Pinot Grigio with a shot of vodka in it. And I was like, oh, that must be like a classy thing that people do. That sounds like lunacy. And so I would do it too. Oh, because we were at the all, bar together. Wait, Pinot Grigio with a shot of what? Vodka. That is fucking vile. Isn't that insane? Disgusting. That's the that was like that was the time where I realized like alcohol is not my friend. Like I was like, okay, that shouldn't be anybody's friend. But I I asked her about it years later. I was like, what was that about? Is that like a fancy drink that rich people do? Because I assumed that's what you were doing. And she's like, no, I I had a problem at the time, and uh, I was just trying to get as drunk as possible. And I was like, oh, yeah. The bartenders were probably like, what? I just right. I just followed along. I was like, yeah, I will also. I was just trying to blend in with the rich people. I thought that's what rich people did. How did that taste? It was awful. It was so bad. But I was—I thought maybe there was like some thing that people knew about. I was in my 20s. No, that's insane. It's like when you think that like, oh, yeah, no, people like always drop a, 
a shot in their beer and drink it and jug it. Like we do that like a couple times a night. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, car bombs and stuff like that. It's like, no, nobody does that. You, when you were talking earlier about like your first drink at a bar, I was remembering I had like a horrible flashback to like Jägermeister, just like that being like one of the only things I knew yeah, to reference. You like heard it. <laughs> yeah. Once. Yeah. No, I, what my drinks were, uh, at, at first was, uh, uh jameson on the rocks you know and then because i didn't really like beer you know like you, you don't beer is gross like once you when, and, and then eventually you kind of get a taste for it you kind of it starts to make sense yeah like in your mouth a little bit the like, flavor profile sort of you slowly exposes itself you know, i think it, we, we, <laughs> you basically beat your uh your mouth in a submission yeah and you're like uh your, your, your tongue's like fine this is good uh but so I didn't, I was kind of uh, avoiding beer. So it would be Jameson on the rocks. But then I also knew like, I kind of like red wine. So I would just ask for a glass of Cabernet. Yeah. And so then they would give me a glass of Cabernet. That was uh, pretty good. And then uh, I got, I started drinking um, gin and tonics, Tangeray and tonics. Mm. And uh, that was like my real, when I started to figure things out. Because like a gin and tonic's delicious. And so I was like, oh, okay. I, I I can cruise on this. This is like an actual drink that people get at bars. So I don't look like I always had like uh, imposter syndrome in a way. Is, uh, am I using that right? Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, because you I, I understand why you're saying that because you were at bars when you were underage. Yeah, I always felt like I was like sneaking in yeah. and I had to pretend that I was part of the club like that. That was like a lot of my early years in New York City feeling like I was always the youngest person in the world and uh, everybody I had to hide my age from everybody. Well, also, didn't you look like 35 when you were no. 19? I've seen pictures. You met me when I was 25. Did I look like now? Did I look like I look now? Yeah, I thought you were Damn 30. <laughs> I remember meeting you and thinking you were my age yep but thank god ashley's in her 50s now and i'm well, only i thought you were older than me actually i was like because you also carried yourself like someone who'd been around i you had know? though i mean by the time i met you i was in new york city for when did you when did we meet when you were 25 and uh so i had been there for like five years i mean that's pretty that's like been around yeah time, you know what i mean yeah like you, did you think i was older by the way, I was I, we have a 3 year age difference. Do you guys know that? I was I was 28 when I met Nick. And uh, I was 20 whatever. Um You were 25. So, did I think that you were old? I always assumed everybody was kind of older than me. Mm. So, like I probably thought that you were at that time or didn't really care. No, I don't know. All right, we should probably figure, <laughs> figure, figure something to talk about. I want to talk about the couple that we were hanging out with last night and trying to convince them to watch Survivor. Oh, well, please there's, talk about there's it. Very, there's something that very specific. Like There's a, a thing with Survivor where if you watch it, you know it's one of the best television shows of all time. Like you just know that even it even trumps scripted shows. Like Survivor is an incredible piece of storytelling every single season. And the format is so brutal that it attracts a cast that's not necessarily interested in fame. They are interested in being on Survivor because they are fans of Survivor. So it's a, it's a unique reality show in that way. If you're showing up to be on Love Island, if you're showing up to be on The Bachelorette, you probably are looking to amass an Instagram following. If you're going to Survivor, it's because you've been watching it every season since you were five. You don't give a shit about your Instagram following. 
So Survivor feels to me like a very unique specimen in terms of reality television. And like I said, it's done so well. It's up there. I would say it's one of the top five best television shows of all time. I'm thinking Sopranos, Survivor. I mean, am I wrong, Nick? Am I wrong? Soprano Survivor <laughs> 1 and 2? No, Sopranos, you're wrong. Survivor Succession. I would say if you a, want your TV show to be a hit, start it with an S. It's a Seinfeld. It's a it's a top, it's a top uh Simpsons. It's a it's a top. I think it's a top 10 TV show. Mm-hmm. I think just of all out of all categories. Yeah, yeah, out of all genres. <clears throat> sure. So when you're hanging out with people and you're trying to tell them why they should watch the show and they're so dismissive of it and they're just like grouping it in with The Bachelor. You're like, no, how can I explain to you that it is intellectually evolved in a way that these other reality TV shows are not? And I found myself getting frustrated, to be honest, because I was trying to describe its greatness. And I felt like no matter what I said, I was going against a wall of disbelief. Well, I think... uh our friends that we were hanging out with they're they're not they're they're not open to survive i don't i don't know if they're ever going to watch it i just don't think that it's just they're they're on they're not open to that i want to watch i want them to watch it so bad we have other friends that i do think are are open to it and that you that you have to kind of pick it and choose who you're kind of pushing this on because i do think that you could get somebody to hooked on survivor but they have to be open to certain types of TV. It, it, you can't just like, I don't think I'll ever get, uh, you know, uh, my grandma's not going to get into Survivor. She's just not. She's she she's set in her ways. But there are certain people where you could be like, you know how you like this? You know how you like that? Survivor does that, but it's also this. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't realize what they're missing. Now, it's funny. I have a, a little anecdote about Survivor 2 that you don't know about, but <gasps> I want to tell you about. Today, I got breakfast with some friends. And uh, you were getting your booster shot. And so you couldn't come. So I got breakfast. And um, uh, there was a person there that was uh, talking about reality TV um, and uh, said that they're a huge uh, Survivor fan. So we were, like, obviously talking about Survivor, talking about this season. Uh, They don't know who – they have no idea who's going to win. We were talking about this the other day. We are like, who's going to fucking win this show? Like, I have no idea who's going to win this show. Um. But this person met Jeff. No. Yes. Stop. At a party. They what? work in they they work in Los Angeles. Their boss knows Jeff, was at a party and met Jeff right before like the Island of the Idols, which was like thirty seven or eight uh-huh. or nine. That was the one with Rob and, and Sandra. Sandra. Um and uh was just like, you know, this person was like, Hey, like, we're about to leave, but I just wanna let you know like huge fan i stopped and i stopped him i was like okay jeff did he love that and he's like loved it immediately i swear he said we had an uber that we called jeff immediately started talking to me about survivor and asking us what we think of this and that (gasps) and like had had like a half hour conversation they canceled their uber they let the uber lapse they were like we're just not getting in this uber had like a half hour 45 minute conversation with jeff probst (gasps) about survivor and it was not like uh it wasn't like oh cool you like survivor they were like okay he was like okay what do you think of what do you think of rob like literally asked like would you like to see rob back like talking to a survivor fan and like 
you know, this guy was just like, I don't want to say who he is. This is like a not a not, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not not saying names because of, but mostly because this person worked with somebody that worked with Jeff. So I'm telling a story that's not my story. So I want to be sneaky about it. But this person was like, uh, yeah, like I believe his, uh, his quote was like, yeah, Rob's pretty washed at this point. And he's like, okay, okay. I'm just letting you know. All right, so, and then started asking him questions, like, about, like, feedback, like, fan feedback on the show, and, like, talking about strategy, and, like, hanging out, just talking about Survivor. Stop and so it. into it. And it, this wasn't, like, season 17. Did they bring up the misogyny? No. This was, like, five years ago. Like, Jeff Holy is shit. still, like, a fan comes up to him and says he likes Survivor, and Jeff will sit there and talk to you about Survivor. Isn't that the best fucking thing in the world? I can't wait to talk to Jeff about Survivor. It actually has put it in my head that, like, okay, before I leave Los Angeles or whatever, like, I got to just run into Jeff Probst and talk to him about Survivor. Absolutely. It's now a, it's now a goal of mine because he's so open to it. If you oh, ever ran babe. into TJ Lavin, would he wouldn't want to talk about the challenge at all. No, he would not. Right? Yeah. I We've decided, and I'm going to speak for Nick here, even though we haven't actually discussed this, we've decided we're done with TJ, I think. And I know that's sacrilegious. How can you be done with TJ? I'm tired of TJ talking about things in terms of it his being his show. My final. Are you? Can you run my final? My elimination. I'm tired of all this ownership, and yet... Like, really no involvement at all. He just shows up and says the line and leaves. And even Jeff doesn't say, my final. And Jeff is, like, absolutely involved in every second of it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It, it seems like Survivor is just, like, Jeff Probst hangout show. Like, it does seem like it's his thing. The yet- fact that Jeff does, like, sideline analysis of challenges that are happening on the show is something TJ would never do. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't get through it. I mean, he's like a hundred take TJ, right? I just don't. And I also just feel like he doesn't want to be there. Like, I can't tell if he likes these I, people. I, I really just don't think he gives a shit about the regular show anymore. I mean, he also like the all stars is just like such a phone in. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, it, like it seems like he does it like on his break, like filming the other show. It's like nothing, which is fine. I don't really need him there anymore. But like. He just seems so out of it and over it on the regular show these days. And honestly, I think that if they go back to like, because there is room, you know, did you see that MTV's um, like Twitter account or like maybe the official challenge Twitter account put like, who wants to see the old formats come back? Did you see this? Are you talking specifically about the who wants to see the X's three? Yes. Okay. So this is my issue, right? Yeah. Is that the people running the Twitter account for MTV are way more clued in to what people want than the actual producers and EPs on the show. So like that person sent off that tweet and I, and it, it was, it ran like wildfire throughout the internet. Like it was on, I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Instagram. Like people were losing their shit over this possibility of an X's three. But prom, I promise you that was tweeted by someone who makes $600 a week and has no power. So it's like, do, are they actually going to do that? I seriously doubt it. I, I, not to tie this to Defunctland's 90-minute episode on Disney's Fast Pass, but it's like, do you think the, the people in charge 
of Disney line management, Disney Fast Pass, Disney's public park relations are ever going to come close to seeing that YouTube documentary that was incredibly well done. You guys should watch it. it they're, they're never going to see it. Just in the same way that the challenge people, the EPs of the challenge, are never going to see that tweet that was sent off by like a 24-year-old who just is clued into what we want and knows what will get traction. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. So so do you not think that that was put out there by anybody? You, you don't think there's any plans? Do you? No, I do not think there were plans. Mm-hmm. I think that was just someone that was like, here's a tweet I'm going to send out today. They're, they're, someone's just tweeting for the challenge. And they're not in any... That, I just really don't think that's happening. I would love for it to happen. I would love for that to be a clue to a future season but i'm maybe i'm maybe i'm just sort of i don't know hardened by the challenge landscape you're you're callous i think i might be you're 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 beaten down in submission they they, they they're uh, you, you can't be hoodwinked anymore they've they've Correct. toyed with your your heartstrings too much you can't you're jaded so yeah yeah well i i think that um I think you are right. When you kind of find out about how people run sort of social media accounts, it's just like, like, what do we, what can we throw out there that'll get engagement? Like, and then they go on the Reddit and they go, oh, people want the old formats. Okay, why don't we throw out who wants X's? Hit this bell. Yeah. And then the the bell gets hit like seventy five thousand times, and it's like, okay, we did it. That's enough. Yeah. I I've worked on television shows, and I know that the feedback on the shows never reaches the higher ups. No, they're just worried about like, you know, ad sales. Yeah, they're worried about advertisers. Right. That's all. Um, They're worried about how they can fit the theme of the season into advertisers. Uh, I I would like to talk about TV on our last couple of moments here. Okay. I want to talk about Lost. I want to talk about how it's gotten good. Ash, are we really going to do a Lost report right now? I would like to just do a quick Lost report. go ahead. Go for it. So we're in the middle of season five, and it has turned around, specifically because every episode is like a Sawyer storyline all of a sudden, and Nick's loving it. What? You love it. (laughs) How dare you pit me out during a yawn? (laughs) Every time the episode ends, you're like, that's a good episode. I'm like, yeah, it's Sawyer. It's a Sawyer episode. No, I don't do that every time an episode ends. As a matter of fact, there was was one good episode that there was like, we both looked at each other and we're like, that was actually really fun. The next episode, they ruined it. Nick looked at me the other day and he said, it's all worth it watching all these seasons and all these episodes. (laughs) It's all worth it for this moment that we've gotten to now. Thank you for introducing me to the show Lost. And I said, babe, no problem. Folks, I think you could probably realize on your own that I've never thought anything was all worth it, let alone (laughs) Lost. Yeah, I I was talking to uh, my friend Sean, who we went to. uh, We went to see the Chargers uh, beat the shit out of the New York Giants today. Um, And... uh, I was talking about Lost or something. I mentioned Lost. He's like, hey, have you guys put a dent in it yet? And we're like, I was like, I literally was like, no. I mean, yeah, we're like almost done with it. But like, I don't feel like we've put a dent in it. And I'm, I, I am fearful at the end of all this. I, we will be just sitting there being like, oh, all right. Well, that was cool. Like, I guess it's about the journey. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I do feel like that's what it, I don't feel like we're going to feel like, wow they did it they wrapped it all up or wow it was really all worth it babe you're never gonna feel that 
because you have approached this entire show with the idea that that is not even an option. Someone put it in your head that the society put it in my head. Society. Read the Wikipedia article, babe. No, I don't like read spoilers, Read the Wikipedia babe. article. They say, no, you just go down to critical reception, okay? And it says that, like, the, the finale has divided fans. People saying exactly what you just said and people saying it's one of the most satisfying endings of any series they ever, ever said. said. The, the, literally, the, the people who made the show had to come out and apologize afterwards. No. Nick, you've just been... You, your attitude about the show has been funky this whole time <laughs> let's move on to the second thing i wanted to discuss which is the second thing we've been doing a show for almost an hour well i mean tv wise we've talked about e-money we've talked about the challenge <laughs> we've talked about survivor i want to talk about the fact that we did watch a 90 minute documentary about disney lines it's all about fast pass it's um there's a youtube channel called defunct land that nick and i watch and yeah it, it's uh great this man named kevin perjurer makes a uh a podcast or it's i guess it's there is a podcast but it's like a youtube channel where he does little mini documentaries and some of them are full-length documentaries on sort of theme park lots of disney but theme park and theme park adjacent topics and they're so good they're so thoughtful they're so well done it, 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 i think initially the defunct land part of it is like they talk about like defunct attractions. Yeah, that's how it started. In the park. And then eventually kind of just turned in like a really like just like if you want to know the history behind this and that. And they're they're really well researched and they're so satisfying. Uh, he's moved on to other things like just t television shows. And, you know, he talks about Universal and he talks about like Nickelodeon Studios. And, you know, there's like a little in there for everybody. But yes, Ashley and I watched like an hour and 48 documentary that he put out all about Fast Pass. And it's, folks, it's like the it took history us, of lines in Disney. It was incredible. It, it took us, we we chunked it out. It did take us yeah. like two or three times to it get did. through all of it. But that's it's not his fault. It's just so dense. It's so dense. It's so well done. It had one of the best twists I've experienced. <laughs> it really, I think. Don't give the twist away. The I, I think about that twist. It had a twist in this documentary. This, at times, boring ass documentary about lines. Listen, we are gonna ruin it. There, people are don't give a shit. They're, they either watched this line thing or they're. But the twist happens like an hour and thirty minutes. Don't into give this. it away. <laughs> Don't. Why? Because I can't have you do that okay, on the well, pod. Okay, well, here's it. it. I don't stand we're by that. We're going to close it up in uh, in a in a few minutes here. So what? basically, if you don't want to hear this twist no, on the thing, don't you say can the leave, twist. leave now. But then we'll talk about, we're, we're, we'll give everybody a few beats to just leave. And then we're going to talk about the twist a little bit. Yeah, I that's can't believe fine. we're going to discuss the it's twist. It's been out for weeks and weeks. Okay, and guys, nobody's watching it anyway. If so you don't want to know the twist, turn the podcast off. We'll talk to you next week. We, we love you. you we appreciate yes, you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Get out. Get out. Goodbye. Okay. So, all right. Those people left. So now we could talk about the twist. Like he, okay. So this guy, Kevin Perger, her, like I'm telling you like an hour and a half into this documentary, he has used, he has a, uh, he hired, a, sorry, babe to inter interrupt, ahead. but Go he, ahead. he hired a statistical engineer 
to create a system of mathematical equations to chart out uh, Disney tickets and line uh, wait times based on all the different Disney models that they have introduced in the past. So we're talking just no line, just basic everyone waits in a line. Stand by. Stand by. We're talking Fast Pass. We're talking Max Pass. And we're talking Genie Plus. So there's all these different models he lays out and they have, they create a fake uh, entertainment center, an entertainment park. A, f- a fake amusement park. Called Shape World. Yes, Shape World. And so they base all of these equations off of Shape World. And he, he describes how they built this world. It's all like e-ticket rides versus, you know, sort of regular e-ticket or like premium rides. He the, the level of thought and care that went into this with multiple mathematicians and statistical engineers and they created a whole virtual world for us to explore and And, it was and so he uses shape world or shape land whatever shape land shape land out of uh, he uses that as a way to demonstrate how this how these fast passes have failed right and even it gives you the illusion of your being able to get on rides faster but basically what he has uh, deduced through these uh, statistics and using Shapeland is that actually the introduction of FastPass makes it harder to get on rides. Right. Overall, everyone suffers. And, and basically what that is, is it makes standby lines longer. Right. And, and so you can only do a couple of fast passes while you're there, but in, now you have to do the rest of the rides standby. Those lines are going to be harder to get on. Um, so, I mean, there's it's very dense. It's the most dense thing ever. You can really get into it. But he shows how it fails through Shapeland. And he shows this through, I'm saying like, we're, we've been watching Shapeland for like 60, 70 minutes. And it it's so fascinating because he's able, that not only did they create this world in terms of like statistical analysis, they created a virtual reality world that we're like exploring Shapeland. Yeah. So it's visually and intellectually stimulating. And um, really, Nick, take it away. <laughs> So you're basically sitting there going like, wow, Shapeland is a real mess, you know, the way the lines work at Shapeland. And then he hits you with, Shapeland is actually Animal Kingdom. Dun, dun, dun. And they start pulling back the curtain of like all the Animal Kingdom statistics that went into creating Shapeland. It's, it was Ashley and I looked at each other. <laughs> Nothing on Lost in six seasons has blown me away bigger than... When Kevin Perjurer told me that Shapeland was actually at Animal Kingdom. We both we both jumped up. Okay, I'll tell you that <laughs> gassed, right now. Gasped. As a matter of fact, our friend Robert Dean is the one who like texted me about this. Like initially was like, Hey, do you see this there's doing this defunct landline thing? It's great. And uh I when we that Shapeland thing, because he's on the East Coast, it happened. It must have been like, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning there. I was I almost had to text him and yeah. go, Shapeland is Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I just don't think that he got that deep in this in this documentary. I'm gonna find out because actually right when this is done, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna text him Shapeland is Animal Kingdom with like a mind explosion. Nick and I freaked. We both jumped up. Lily started being like meh, meh, meh. like <laughs> we were like walking around the living room like Shapeland's Animal Kingdom. It's like a paradigm shift. It, it was, was it's our stupid lives. Nothing has gotten me more 
than that, honestly. It was so fun. And I think about it a lot. And, and so we've been going to Disneyland a lot, obviously. And so like we're on the Disneyland Reddit. And I've, I've seen a few people reference Shapeland on Disneyland Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. People are talking about it on the Disney Reddits. But like, is Disney itself watching that? No, they question. don't give a shit. You know, we were talking about, uh, me and uh, friends were talking about like uh, the WWE and why it still sucks and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, they don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Like making a, making us happy doesn't make them more money. Mm -hmm. And these companies have figured that out. Yeah. At least Disney still makes people happy. The WWE is just sad, sad, sad. Um, anyway, folks, I think that's where we're going to cut it off today. Um, thank you for allowing us to sort of ramble at you. And you know what? This was like a perfect podcast we started with ashley's full glass of stout and now she only has a little sip left i have like an inch left and uh we did it folks that means the podcast is over i have a little bit of bubbly left in my glass (laughs) Uh, you guys thanks for listening we appreciate you yeah we gotta go i have to find some food we gotta we gotta record a patreon for those patreon we are don't you worry folks folks. there's gonna be a patreon under that christmas tree (laughs) at some point we promise okay we'll talk to you next time bye